Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is luxury healing, baby. <laughs>
of Marjorie Harvey. If y'all don't know who or what the fuck that is, y'all need to get y'all together. Her mother is one of the biggest hempstresses of all motherfucking time, all time. Married to two cousins, and, and y'all know that I started the hashtag What Will Marjorie Harvey Do over a year ago. But e- even before that, I have praised Marjorie Harvey not because she played a bunch of niggers, but because she carries herself in a certain way, and it's not clearly she's not the baddest bitch on planet Earth. She bad, but she ain't the bitch baddest bitch on planet Earth. She has age not in her favor. She's older. But at the same time, Marjorie Harvey, when she was young, she did what the fuck she needed to do, and she played the game the way that Negroes play us every single day. Negroes mess with y'all cousins. Why she can't go mess with two cousins? Be mad at them. She had kids to both of them. So some of her kids are brother and sister and then technically cousin. That is a fact. Um, Also look at the fact that her children's last name is Harvey. Mm -hmm. When Steve Harvey divorced his wife, he put her under a gag order, told her she was not allowed to speak. And Steve Harvey's first wife was bad as fuck, too, bad. Um, body tight, everything. But that's not what he wanted no more. Okay, Steve Harvey went through his whole phase. He don't, you know, Marjorie tells you that. But Marjorie said when her home and her damn, uh, she had a club in Memphis, got taken by the feds, somebody's basketball playing daddy went and paid and took it out from and bought it from the feds. That's the little information y'all don't know. Number two, Marjorie Harvey was moved to Atlanta, Georgia, where Steve was with his children, and, you know, remained quiet. Let me reemphasize quiet while he was still married and running through his divorce, which when you got more than 55 cents takes longer than just three months. When you have assets, you have to divide. So, yes, we all know she was messing with a married man. But, see, some of y'all can't even mess with a motherfucker that lived with a bitch and shut the fuck up. Okay, because some of you don't have Marjorie Harvey nowhere in your family or Marjorie nowhere in your goddamn bloodline. I do. Okay, my family's full of motherfucking Marjorie Harvey. Okay. And guess what? That's why you don't never hear me talk about a lot of shit. You say, damn, where'd Denise get that from? Or how'd she go over here? Motherfucker, because I be quiet. And it's not about having affairs. I don't condone anybody sleeping with anybody married. That is how you get shot in the fucking face on a Tuesday. Because see, what you're doing is you're messing with that woman's investment. See, you, you, very, you, you women are very silly to think that you're going to come into situations and fuck up a woman's investment in time, investment in pain, investment in suffering, perhaps children, vehicles. You thought you was going to fuck up her life? <laughs> Nah, you might die behind that because bitches shoot motherfuckers too, okay? Now, Lori Harvey, yes, we all loved her. And what the fuck was his name? Michael B. Jordan. We loved her with Killmonger. But let's talk about it. And this is when I told a lot of men, y'all need to worry about being a wealthy fucking father. Don't worry about Lori Harvey. Worry about being a wealthy goddamn father, okay? Oh, Lori Harvey for the street. So is you. Mm. So are you. And your fucking litter of children. The bottom line is, Lori Harvey's father, Steve Harvey, is worth $200 million. Michael B. Jordan is worth $20 million. So to to the poor and to even me, that's a lot of money. However, 200 sound better than 20, right? So if I have the opportunity, 
where my daddy is worth 200 million motherfucking dollars, I don't have to talk to any motherfucking body that I don't want to talk to. Because you know why? I could just go the fuck home. I don't have to live in Michael B. Jordan's Encino home that he just bought for, for two, two, you know, millions of dollars. I don't have to, I don't have to, you know, live with him. I can live with my father in his millions of estates. I don't have to do that. Okay. So y'all are getting upset because she chose somebody else or she chose to be single and do hood rat things with her friends. So the fuck what? She in her early twenties. I just dragged y'all about this Tyree situation. Oh yeah. That my girl, my, she was out here trying to manipulate me. Motherfucker. That's what 20 somethings do. Motherfucker, I was very good at it when I was Lori Harvey age. Very good. And thank God there was no fucking social media then because I was a goddamn absolute fucking terror. So let me get to my name. So the bottom line is you want to be upset at Lori Harvey. Be upset with yourself because you're not a wealthy father and you didn't give your daughter or your children the choice that if they don't want to fucking fuck with somebody, they don't fucking have to. That's y'all fault. Don't be bad at Lori, okay? Mm. Number two. So in May... I ended up traveling down to Atlanta, Georgia, <clears throat> which I'll seen because I was summoned down there. I've been getting summoned to Atlanta for several years, well, that area, because I wanted to visit <clears throat> Lake Lanier, what used to be Oscarville, Georgia, which you guys saw in an episode of Atlanta. It's long since been known uh, that there is a city of over a 1,000 people buried underneath that water. So... When I get summoned someplace, I don't ask questions. I just kind of make it happen, and the universe conspires in my favor. So that means if I need money to do something, if I, they're going to make sure that I have it to go down there and do whatever it is that I need to do. Now, without saying what I do blatantly, those of y'all that are close to me know exactly what I do and know exactly which gods and goddesses comfort and protect me. So I went to Atlanta. I have family there. I have people there. And um, it was refreshing. I brought my son with me. It was refreshing to see um, Atlanta so full of energy and so full of full of life, but it was too much for me. It was not the Atlanta um, that I knew from years before. But I also knew that I was being summoned there for a reason, and a lot of times that reason is death. So... Um, it doesn't mean someone's going to die. It just means that there is some blessing that needs to happen or there is some covering that needs to happen or release that needs to happen. And um, I'm usually able to do that. I'm able to give people glass rights. I'm able to do all these things as I've been an ordained minister. A lot of y'all didn't know that shit uh, for going on four years now. Um, so the death industry has always been something that um, keeps me closer to the living. So I go down there with my son. We stay in Buckhead like we always do because um, it's close to Lenox Mall, Fitch Plaza. That place has changed. Mm. I'm drinking Starbucks today, y'all. It's an espresso day. We're getting ready to go up to uh, the exhibit up in Buffalo uh, to see um, a friend of mine that has some artwork displayed with uh, Issa Rae in one of her Insecure episodes. So he's doing his last day of his gallery showing today. So I'm trying to wake up. Y'all know I don't do 12 noon, but it was on me to talk to y'all. So <clears throat> I um, 
we get down there, and I obviously see my family, and I see people, you know, I saw Chris Classic. That's where that jacket comes from, that jean jacket that y'all keep fucking stealing and making it seem like, give the man credit. He he, he owns a, a perfume brand called Savoir Faire, okay? He's on Instagram. He's on my page. At, he's, he's at Chris Classic. He made the jean jacket that says, I am not a minority. Nothing about me or my people is minority. My friend gifted me that jacket. So for y'all to keep taking the picture and keep reposting it, at least tag him. He's a man in business. He's won plenty of awards for things that he's done in this realm. Um, but give him the credit. Stop stop stealing shit because you think it's so profound and then you don't give the original owner credit. So <clears throat> one of the things that was very hurtful for me was running into um, a friend of mine that I hadn't seen in 25 years. Everything is well. You know, people go through divorces, things as such. And just to see where people's growth is stunted um, at this big age and them not having the knowledge or the ability to understand what's coming because they have lived their life in a different, um, in a different way. Uh, my divorce happened, you know, 12, 13 years ago, and there's a lot of healing that comes from that. And I tried to be someone that was in a healing space, and it turned out that this person had not changed, um, that they still thought this was 1996, you know, and I was several years old, and that you can just talk to me any kind of fucking way, and you cannot because I am a fucking boss. And not only am I a boss, I pay the cost to be that. You've not paid anything into my fucking legacy. You've not paid anything. And it was really the audaciousness because one day I was having a phone conversation. I had to hang up because I was giving somebody directions. And I think this person thought that I was still in the relationship that I was in, which I'm not. And um, I think it's just, it's what the fuck are you talking about? Like you have 50 million other fucking things to worry about. And instead of you worrying about needing a friend and accepting me as I come and having facets unfold, I'm supposed to accept you, which is very niggerish. Um, and you can't accept the fact that you are not the center of my universe at this time and that you are not, we are not the kids that we were when we met and when we were hanging out. We're not. And that kind of was hurtful. And I told that motherfucker, well, when you get your divorce or when you decide to tell me happy birthday, you may call me then until such time you can go wherever you came from. She. People want to keep thinking that you're the same person. I make too much money to be treated or spoken to in that way. And then one of the last conversations we had, this person says, you know, I know what I want, and I'm not going to let nobody just talk to me like this, 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 and this. Well, if you know what you want, you should go get that, and you should stop using people on the interim to make you feel better about your poor life choices, okay, or your decisions that you're making right now that landed you in the situation where you feel unloved and where you feel um, that everything you did was all for naught, you know. And I loved this person. I did. I, I, I really did. But I'm just very disappointed that you have not evolved into the person that you're supposed to be because you're so hung up on what the past was. And when I tell you that at any given point in time, you can call me, we can talk, and we can act like nothing ever happened. But I don't deal very well with people at this big age not knowing who I am at this big age. So since you listen to my shows and since you love that song, which is by Daniel Caesar, um, 
you should have known that I was not with the one or the fucking two. So just like you grown, motherfucker, I'm grown too. But this is not poor Denise from Niagara Falls, off Highland, you know, didn't have a car, didn't have much. So that's why I always defend young women, especially young, broke, raggedy women, because I was young, broke, and raggedy once. I was, and then I decided not to be. But what I don't do is at this big age, especially when I'm giving someone respect, giving someone my time, giving someone love and affection, or even if you're giving someone your body, you should very, at the very least, you know, I'm not going, you're not my father. My father died in 1999, okay? And you don't pay any bills. Matter of fact, you didn't pay anything for me to be there. I was there on my time, and I didn't really appreciate um, the aftermath of that. Like, take your, you know, take your coupons and go. Like, you know, we, we, we had a good time in the end. Like, and if you can't look at the situation in that format and say, you know what, I was passing the time, because I felt used, I did, because I felt like now all of a sudden, because, you know, you're in a better space for a day or two, because there was happiness, um, now you think that it's 1997 again, it's not. <clears throat> I also want to mention I went to lunch the other day with my cousin, Davina, who was up here, and um, we were talking about when I went to Lake Lanier because it was a life-altering experience for me, and it taught me to mind my fucking business. And I went to the lake. I was giving them a coin that I had gotten from Mexico. And when I went to the lake, there was a little boy. I went with my son. And <clears throat> Lake Lanier, about a mile before we got the water, I began to cry. I began to weep. And um, I couldn't explain it. And uh, it hurt really bad, which meant there was a lot of death there. And um, I got to the water, and they were, like, getting the water. So I, I get ankle deep in the water, and there's a baby. I just turn around. There's, like, a little Mexican kid, like, standing behind me out of fucking nowhere. And um, he wouldn't get in the water. And they didn't speak English. So I said this in Spanish to the mother. I said, how did you find this lake? Because it's a man-made lake. It's not like there's, you know. And she says, well, my sister told me, because my sister was there, I said, do you know why the baby won't get in the water? And he's looking at me. The baby's looking at me like, you better tell this bitch why I'm not getting in this water. And um, he wouldn't even let the water touch his little foot. Little two-year-old baby wasn't speaking. And so when I explained to her, she's like, oh, wow. So then the baby takes a little boat, and then he put he gives it to me to put in the water. Like, nah, you put it in the water. And so I remember getting in the water, getting ready to ask that, you know, all the killing stop and all everything stop. And um, I had called Drea Denor. When I got there, Drea Denor is a very famous local and all over the country, just came back from tour in Nashville. Uh, I think she's almost like opera singer, but she's actually one of the best Nina Simone um, singers I've ever heard, she would bring tears to your eyes. And I called her to try to sing over the lake, but she was unavailable because I knew I needed a little help. I knew this was way too big for me. By the time I got there, I couldn't even breathe. And that's bad because that's a lot of death. So I get ankle deep in the water, and it was I got dragged a little bit by spirit because they told me, they said, you know what? Until you experience pain of losing everything, your husband, your children, your home, and everything, don't ever try to come anyplace and tell somebody that they should stop snatching people out that lake <clears throat> and underneath that lake. 
there are a thousand bodies up underneath that water. <clears throat> and it was relayed to me that they likely will not stop until they get to a thousand. Now, since the 90s, like Lanier has claimed, almost 300 deaths. That means they got 700 more. And I wept because they were right. I don't have the right to tell somebody how to grieve. I don't have the right to tell somebody not to take collateral damage for what was done to them. And they never, there is not a plaque there. There is not a, a marker. There is, is not a sign. There's not anything that commemorates the fact that black people had farms, which I see now as the connection. We had businesses and we actually moved out to Oscarville, Georgia when it was starting to be clan season over in Stone Mountain, Georgia. People forget that Stone Mountain, Georgia is not just a great place to live, and Ahmaud Arbery would have told you the same thing before he was shot down in cold blood in that area and hunted like an animal. And uh, black people, we, we just, you know, we moved to Stone Mountain to get away. And then when the clan resurged, um, after the, the situation in Pulaski, uh, we moved out to Osterville, and even that wasn't good enough. And just so y'all know, y'all do remember it was the government that flooded them. So now myself and my team have to do something to commemorate these people. And we're going to have a fund where you are able to buy a flower, and we will release over 1,000 flowers on that lake at a designated time and a designated date to try to memorialize the people underneath that water. And that is just the very tip of the iceberg of what is being done right now. So after I left Lake Lanier, I had extreme stomach pains, and it was to the point I couldn't walk. But they were at all of my tumor sites. So where I had my cancerous tumors in my stomach, they were all there, which is how I knew it was something to do with the mother, something to do with birth, something to do. And so that dark energy carried itself with me. And I went to see my friend Chris Classic that night to pick up my Savoir Faire, Soul Cafe, <clears throat> my Whiskey Rose cologne that he makes, the jean jacket, the scarves. And he looked at me and he said, and this was a very dope club I was at. It looked like a speakeasy, like not two times on a shelf. The shit, you know, turns around and you go behind this wall. Like it was super fucking dope. And I couldn't even enjoy it. It was the first time I had went out and I had a champagne and nothing, didn't wow. drink. And as soon as he sees me, he says, you went to that lake, didn't you? And I said, yeah. And he said, that's why I don't go there. A lot of creatives, we can't take certain energy but um, he sat me down. Like, I was to the point where I was about to fall out. I was fierce. I looked cute. But on the inside, I was dying. By the time I got back to the hotel, I had to sit. Everything with me can be solved with a bath. And um, as I sat, and my stomach swole out to about, looked like I was about six months pregnant. My stomach was completely flat earlier that day. And um, that fucked me up. That That really, I just, I thought that I had been tricked. I thought that, like, oh, my God, like, why would they? I cried because I was like, why would they bring me there? I thought I was supposed to be learning something. And then I get home, and I experience much more pain because I found out about betrayal, even though Spirit had already told me on the exact day that it happened that the betrayal was going to happen. It happened in real life. And um, I was confronted with a visual while I was out of town with my son and his girlfriend, and um, it was it was um, it was actually more of a confirmation than it was um, 
being hurt. It was just a confirmation, like, yeah, girl, you was right. So from there, I had to be taunted for weeks at a time and being told that I wasn't doing this, I wasn't doing that. Um, I didn't know how to please a man. I didn't know how to do this. I didn't know how to do that. All coming from a woman that I've never met. <clears throat> and again, this is this is the breaks. Like I, y'all know, I don't pull no punches. I tell the truth because at the end of the day, I'm not trying to sit up here and fucking foster no motherfucking relationship where you think that shit is perfect because that's a deadly, that's a deadly dose. That's ridiculous. So <clears throat> I um, already was facing some things that I had to deal with because there were lies being told on me about um, an incident, we'll say, (laughs) that happened where, you know, I was robbed, you know, $35,000 on on my property. Um, They didn't finish the work, so now we had to get legal situations involved. Then that person, who was white, uh, the female portion of it, went and said that I – uh, tried to assault her and all these other things. And if y'all know me, y'all know what the truth of that is. And it's amazing that my case has never been investigated, and it's been almost a year in October, but yet when this white woman who is on drugs um, goes to a police station and says that I, you know, did X, Y, and Z to her, uh, they believe her, and then I have to go in there and handle business. So this is just the world that we live in, and y'all know I'm not going to let that shit ride. Um, this was grant money given to me from the state of New York <clears throat> that was never investigated, but a white woman comes and tells you that I've done something to her, and you investigate it the next day. It just really doesn't look good in the city of Niagara Falls. So we have to deal with that. Uh, June comes. It's my birthday month, and the bullshit still ensues. There's fucking demonic entity around me everywhere. So it just starts really taking a toll. <clears throat> and I hear about the Jazzy and Cam Newton situation, which the funny thing is, is that I'm actually, I guess, blocked on her page, which I've never had any interaction with Jazzy. She's a very pretty girl. Um, I didn't even know she was a Cam Newton until she came out and did this whole, her energy looked completely fucking different. And so many of you tagged me. Thank you so much. But this is a girl that I knew to make videos in her car. And so now you're dating Cam Newton, and now you're telling women what they need to do to be submissive. And, darling, submission is an art. It is, it is an art form. It is the art of enduring <clears throat> minor um, <laughs> discomforts for your long-term maximum benefit. That is what submission is. Submission is not, you know, like in an MMA fight where, you know, submission, like the person gave up. Submission is not giving up. But first of all, let's be clear. Cam Newton is very rich. doesn't matter if he has 11 fucking kids. He has 11 kids' money. Some of you motherfuckers don't. And <clears throat> Jazzy preaching to y'all is one of the reasons why I've always kept it real with y'all. and was like, hey, if I get cheated on, if I get beaded on, if I get, you know, scammed out of some shit, if I look stupid, I'm going to tell you so that nobody else has to come and tell you so that you don't feel like you're that fucking stupid. Because this is why a lot of people commit suicide, because they think that nobody can relate to them, or they think that, oh, my God, I'm so fucking stupid, I can't believe this. Uh, bitch, me too. Me too. You think you think every motherfucker that done cheated on me cheated with the baddest bitch on planet Earth? No. Some of these motherfuckers look like wombats, motherfucking groundhogs. Some of them even look like young men. 
this society, cars, they pedestrians, motherfucking homeless, just just all types of embarrassing shit. And so the reason that I don't drag the other women or girls back in the day or even current is because at some point the man that I was dealing with thought that you and I were the same person. And so that's why you feel so mm, emboldened. You feel so good about yourself because in your mind, so so think about the girl that Jay-Z cheated on with you know, when he was with B. That girl has to feel like her coochie is just smothered with onions and gravy and fucking diamond dust. She has to because you <clears throat> risked everything with your wife, fiance, to be with me, probably some low-level, you know, girl that she might even, no, nah, I don't think Jay-Z would mess with a kiosk. That's you commoners do that. She probably was just pretty. But nonetheless, your man made y'all the same. So that's why I don't get too much on the other women. <clears throat> you did your job. Thank you. Um, but the thing that other women don't understand is that a man will harm you for messing up his life. Oh, yes, honey. You better start watching some of these ID channel shows. You think that because you may have had a day or, you know, like what I'm saying about Jazzy. Jazzy, you're just having your time right now. No kids, very beautiful. She's Jamaican and Spanish. Um, but to sit there and tell people that you're having types of sex that you don't really enjoy, but you do it because he likes it, I pray that she has a fund or a banking account like most of us do set up where Kim is making deposits to her self-esteem and to her bank account because I'm not doing that for free. If I must suffer, I promise you this, I will not suffer for free. Oh, no, honey. Nobody betrays me for free that costs. Everything that you do to me costs. And it's not gold digger. No, 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 no. Only broke men talk about gold diggers. Men with money talk about assets. And I just had to gather a girl the other day <clears throat> because she was asking me about the I was my friend asked why rent in New York was so expensive. He was thinking about moving out of New York City and I said, Well, you know, we had a two year rent moratorium and so as of that the consequence of that is now, you know, home prices are going up because these landlords have to get their money back some type of way. And I went into the whole legal, factual spiel because I am a goddamn human rights commissioner in the city of, you know, my city. So <clears throat> for my state. So that's one of my many hats. And this girl jumps on the stat, African girl. That's fine because I'm half Nigerian as well, benign to be exact. And she says, well, the landlords could have taken out the loans from the state, and if they didn't, that's their fault, and I believe people should suffer, and she just keeps going on and on and on. And then I realized that she's a poor. And when I say a poor, it doesn't mean your financial status right now. It means your attitude. It means that you think that you should be given something for nothing. It means that you believe that you can squat in people's homes and not pay anything. And I asked her, I said, I could tell that you don't own anything, because if you did, you would understand how business works, and you don't. So I go to her page. Y'all, I'm healing, right? So I go to her page, and she runs this group about <clears throat> trying to see Africa or something like that and show all these things, and then that was one of her businesses, and then she runs a business, uh, a jewelry shop. And I realize she's running her mouth, and she's being very disrespectful. She's being very disrespectful to me, and I don't like it. And so... <clears throat> I'm not going to humble her. What I'm going to do is show her why you should leave 
older women alone and stop telling me that your coochie is so good and you're having a great day and that she's telling me I'm stressed. Honey, I'm not stressed. I'm having a cocktail. I'm reading your foolish notes on this app, this, you know, social media, and I realize you don't own anything that you're talking about, and that's why you're misinformed. So I, I basically what I did, and it wasn't to humble her. It was to make her leave me the fuck alone today because I'm already surrounded by demonic energy. So <clears throat> I went and I bought 26 domain names, all of them that should have belonged to her, and I posted them. And I said, I could tell that the only thing that you run is your mouth. Now, when you want to sit down and have a conversation about your businesses, I will sell you each of your domain names back for 10000 apiece. That will yield me 100000 for the 10 that I bought for the one business, I said. And then I'll throw in the jewelry for free. I said, you have to learn who you're speaking to before you speak to them that way. No one cared about your coochie is good and you're happy and you're bald or whatever it is. What I care about is this. If your coochie was that good, and I'm going to tell all you young ladies this, blank statement, a man will put you in a position where you don't have to sell it anymore. Okay? He'll put you in a position where you you don't have to worry about anything anymore. And so because this is somebody that still pays rent, if your coochie was that good, why didn't somebody get you a mortgage? Is everything okay? See, y'all have to stop talking to older, seasoned women because it comes from a place where, and I know because, again, I've been this way where I thought my coochie was so good until somebody's wife called me that I didn't know was married. And I ran into this woman actually at a baseball game in, I think we were in Ohio, and I was terrified because the look on her face, she would have ripped my skin clean from my face. Okay, and I was pregnant at the time. And it's funny because I never met this woman, but I knew when she saw me, she knew. Now, did she leave her husband? No. She heard her husband tell me he loved me on the phone. This is years ago. I was in my 20s. I wasn't even finished with grad school yet. And I remember laughing, thinking it was funny, but I didn't think it was funny when I was married and I was pregnant. That bitch could have beat my motherfucking ass at at a game. Y'all better stop playing in people's faces. Older women got here because we understand survival skills. And the people that y'all are calling auntie and unk, we got security deposits for apartments. Y'all don't. We have vehicles. Y'all don't. Y'all are literally, this is the poorest generation of folks I have ever seen. Y'all don't want nothing. Y'all think everything should be given to you. You don't know how to play the game. Do you know how many girlfriends I have that, and I ain't going to put their business out there. You, you talking about six figures in payments. And all they did was just be quiet and enjoy their time. Quiet. And I think that's why Jazzy did this to Cam when it came out, because I think her and Cam were on the outs. This is a classic move. I mean, I'm a pimp by blood, not relation, okay? This is a classic, you know, he getting ready to leave me move, or he done found somebody else he likes. See, one thing about a man with money, he got options and he got choices. Mm. Mix that with the fact Cam is cute. He is. He might dress like my my grandmother, but Cam's fine as hell. Let's talk about it. So what? He got seven, eight, nine, twelve kids. He don't care. And y'all know he was trying to get married. Cam, Cam, there's never going to be a shortage for men that have money, of women. The only thing that you can do is just keep yourself together, like Marjorie Harvey. Ask yourself, what would Marjorie Harvey do? Okay. 
And Steve Harvey, I think he done had some indiscretions, and every time he do, Marjorie Harvey get a new house. She get a whole new wardrobe. And at the end of the day, a lot of y'all say, that's not going to be enough. That's not. Listen, if they're going to do what they're going to do, baby, if you got to suffer, don't suffer for free. Wet coochie and a dry purse have never, ever matched. And if you had elders, and instead of calling us a bunch of old bitches, why don't you sit down and take us out for a cup of coffee or an Aperol spritz or something, a little Prosecco, if you can't afford the champagne. Stop calling people old just because you stupid, okay? Now, June comes, my birthday comes. I realize that my birthday is the same day as my son's graduation. Look at God. So I plan a gala because that's what I do at the Underground Railroad Heritage Center, which I sit on one of the boards with my brother, Saladin. It is a time to be alive. Ex-husband comes in town, have him taking pictures with the current and, you know, the administration. And my son was happy, got on a Coogee sweater, and we invited, you know, the black elites and all the people that needed to be there were there. And um, I realized I'm never doing that again. I am not hosting no more parties because people don't know how to act. People are ungrateful. I spent a lot of money making sure that people were comfortable, and I wasn't. Uh, my birthday was not the greatest this year, <clears throat> but uh, I'm sure that there will be a penance for that. And I had on my best Nigerian sleeve, <laughs> as you can see in the blue dresses. And wait till y'all see the video. The video should be out any day now. And when you see it, y'all going to be like, this is what's wrong with her. This is why she acts like this, because people entertain me. Um I also went to Detroit. My son went to go to a Deftones concert. Yes, I'm a cool mom. I'm not just a mom. I'm a cool mom. He brought his girlfriend. Got to see my Aunt Jen. Got to see my, my, my cousin Sierra. Got to see my cousin Du. These are on my daddy's side. And it just does something to you when you are in your old stomping grounds ancestrally. And then I listen to my Aunt Jen. I, I love nothing more than listening to my elders talk. I gained so much insight and information, and I even went to go see the movie Nope. If you get a chance, go see the movie Nope. I'm not into aliens. I'm not there yet. But when I saw it, I almost teared up a little bit because a lot of people don't realize that my grandfather, Ken Scott, was so in the film you're going to see why I was emotional. But my grandfather, Ken Scott, amongst all the other things he did as a scammer, He was a horse wrangler. He trained horses and trained people to ride horses in films. That's actually one of the jobs that he had. And I still actually have one of his business cards somewhere in one of these storage units. And he lived out in New Mexico, had a ranch. That was a whole other situation. But um, I'm very proud of that. And that's why when I went to the Kentucky Derby and I go and I do things that y'all think are for white people, I'm like, y'all not understanding. We were the people that started this. We just didn't get to go. And so on behalf of my ancestors, I'm going to do and go wherever I want to go. As long as I got $2.87, I'm going to go and do whatever I want to go. I don't care if you think I'm not supposed to be there. Who do you think the original jockeys were? That's why a large population of them are, they're tiny. They're like 4 foot 11, if that. They weigh like 80 pounds to be slaying on them horses. So Nope was great. Go see it. And um, it, it just, it did something to me. And I see what people are trying to do to pay homage. And that's what a lot of people are not understanding, the humbling that you want black women to receive. And you know what? I'm I'm ashamed of a lot of you black women because you're withholding information. You are 
telling on people, you know, like with the Jazzy and Kim situation, like I said, I think she was on her way out, and I think that was her way of proving her love. But had she had an ancestor or an elder, she would have told her, baby, that's not the way. Because now what you've done, that man ain't even, <laughs> that man ain't even acknowledged you. Honey, I'm not acknowledging nobody that don't acknowledge me. <laughs> because you know why? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. If I'm not all over your pages, you ain't going to be all over mine. You ain't going to embarrass me. And the humbling that a lot of black men and even black women want other black women to receive, you need to be humble first. And, baby, you got the right, the exact right one. There are so many people that had to be humble this year because you keep trying to pick with somebody that is on a path to greatness, that is trying very hard to hold everything together for her family. You will not, under any circumstances, defeat me. I may go lay down. I may sit down. But you're not going to humble me. Because in order for you to humble me, you would have to be greater than me. Okay? Humble requires you to be great at first. So when people try to sit you down and when people try to tell you you shouldn't be doing this, you, man, go go sit down somewhere. Get out of my face. If you not, If you can't do it, just say that. So the fact that I have to sit down and show you who I am by pulling out some of my evil traits, leave people alone. It is not my intention to, you know, bring black women to a place where they don't have a job and they lost custody of their kids. and they. But if you keep playing, this is what happens because you don't understand how life works because your entire life has been lived without consequence. I am the great consequence. A lot of black women are the great consequence, okay? Y'all be sitting up here looking at stuff on the Internet, thinking that that's what you want to be like. Be like yourself. Pick somebody that you know personally that you would rather be like than them people on the Internet. A lot of them people end up dead, and then you be sitting there like, oh, my God, I didn't know. Y'all don't know what, what Michael B. Jordan was doing to Lori Harvey. You don't know. She might have found some old weird-ass child point. You don't know. Leave people alone. Worry about your relationship. And y'all be out here capping for dudes that would not have picked you on the street if you was butt naked with shoes on and baby oil. I'm not capping for nobody that wouldn't cap for me. I'm just not. So with that being said, now that we are out of cancer season, which, you know, obviously is one of my uh, favorite seasons, it was an emotional time for me, but at the same time, it was um, – a time where I just went and sat down, okay? I just went and sat down and just looked at what people were like, this what y'all doing? You know, this what y'all trying to do today? And and it's just really sad that y'all keep trying to humble people that are trying to teach you something. You keep trying to humble people that are trying to be there for you. You're trying to humble people that are in positions that you want to be in, and it's never going to work like that. Young man, young lady, whatever it is that you're trying to do, it's not going to work, okay? So my best advice to most people is if you have an opportunity to go somewhere and sit down, you should do that, okay? You should do that because at the end of the day, y'all going to keep playing with people, and it's not karma. Karma is not the same as a consequence. When you do things like that to me, there is a consequence. And I also would like to say that I just found out recently that while I was in Atlanta, that someone that I considered family um, left this realm 
I'm very disappointed that I was unable to say goodbye as with my son, although I understand it. And I just found this out the other day when talking to my cousin. And um, that is the only thing that has humbled me this year because death is a great equalizer. Um, I feel saddened that um, we weren't able to share that with you, that I was unable to be there for you and your family. My son feels um, saddened by that because all he has left is his peepaw. And I'm sending you healing and loving energy because you're going to need it. And at any place, space, and time, if you want to call, we ain't got to talk about nothing else but what you want to talk about because I love you, I love your family, and I wish that I would have known or I would have taken the context clues that was going on in my spirit during the time that I was there because I would have known. But knowing you, I wanted to give the respect. I don't know what I would have done if I would have known, to be honest. But if you would have called and you would have told me, I do know I would have been there. Celadine and I made a pact years ago, that if anything, we would have been there. We love you. Please call us when you can. Whatever, like I said, it ain't ain't nothing. It's just all we have is time. And so, guys, I'm getting ready to jump up off here, but the humbling that you seek to do to somebody else is going to cost you a consequence. And the consequence of dealing with people that are, you know, aligned is something that I don't think a lot of y'all are ready to deal with. So go have several seats and leave people alone.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.